Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Hey, everybody. This is Maria Maldar, and you're listening to Rock and Roll Archaeology on Pantheon Podcast. One pill makes you larger. Pantheon Podcasts presents... From Toronto, Canada. Muses with your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Part of the Pantheon Network of Podcasts. Music. Culture. Technology. And rock and roll. So grab those backstage passes and let's get to the show. Simeon Hammond Dallas is a singer-songwriter from Camden Town, London. She writes her music, she plays the guitar, and is a world traveler. You can find her busking all over London and listen to her debut single, Wild Woman, everywhere you listen to your music. I just want to say that I tried And I am tiptoeing the line Being good to you And being good to me Is it bad I find it hard To do it easily And I swore I wouldn't write About feeling so down in love Like I do When the whole world Sending mine, I keep on sending mine out to you. Listeners don't know this, but you and Shanti are actually friends in real life. How about you guys tell us about how you met? We are friends in real life. We did, um, we met in Nepal. How long ago was that? Like four years ago? Uh, I always think things are four years ago, but I think it, I think it was maybe three. Really? Yeah, I think actually maybe this February will be the fourth February, but it feels like yesterday. It does. Um, yeah, it does feel like yesterday, but it also feels like I've known you for a long time. Well, that's because we're special, sacred friends. That is true. 
And actually, listeners might know Simeon or even recognize her voice because you've appeared on a few Muses episodes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have. I did the, um, I recorded some thing for you. Who, who was it? It was for, it was for Roxana Shirazi's first episode where we just did the book review. And that was so good. You read some of her, uh, was it chapter chapter titles? titles? Yeah. Yeah. And Shanti was like, can you read this? Like really sexily. And I was like, I will try my best. (laughs) Yeah. That was awesome. And then Simeon was the first guest on the first episode so simeon appeared on episode one yeah. of muses well welcome back that's simeon. Why i love patty boyd so much yeah that's a that was a good one to start with too <laughs> it's wild to think that 115 episodes ago you were there with me in my living room yeah. before links came on and i was like i just i want people to be there with me i want to do this thing together and with somebody and since that has happened we've interviewed patty's sister jenny like it's crazy how things have changed right yeah that's crazy but it's great because i remember you saying that like you really wanted you didn't want to do it by yourself and you're having different people on and then you found links so it's great perfect all right well i'd like to get to know you a little more so how about we start with uh shanti says that you grew up in camden town i did yes what was that like um I've had this question a couple of times from people. Oh, shit. (laughs) uh, No, not, no, just because it's interesting, right? Because people are like, Camden's kind of like famous for music culture and stuff. But um, I guess when you're living in a, in a place, like you don't even really realize what it's like until, until you get out of it. um, Because it just feels normal. Um, But I, I was born and raised in Camden Town. Um, and then I went to university um, in the north of England. Um, and I only realized how lucky I was to live in Camden Town until, until I went away. Um, and I basically, I think it's just like the open-mindedness of, I think Camden's changed a lot um, in, the, in my 25 years of life. But um, yeah, just kind of, you can this like the subcultures all living together and you can just walk down the street and there's absolutely not a problem if a guy is walking down the street with a green mohawk it's like whatever like just kind of the i guess there's like a level of acceptance that maybe you don't necessarily get in other places i've been there and i've yeah i've probably seen a few green mohawks and yeah i I loved just walking around yeah it's a great area and also one that has so much musical history Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so did you grow up in a musical household i did yeah my so my my family are quite um that they are artistic, but on the like theater drama side of things. So um, my dad is a drama teacher. He used to be an actor and a director. Um, and my brother and sister both went to um, drum schools. Um, but my dad used to be in like a ska band in like the 80s. Um, and he's, yeah, it was his kind of massive eclectic record collection that kind of got me hooked really when I started playing the guitar when I was at school um because he basically made us all play instruments just for the discipline of it and then I just ended up falling in love with 
playing and singing and writing. Oh, that's amazing. When I first met you, the day that I met you is when I heard you sing and play guitar for the first time. So I think you arrived at the Art House of Kathmandu at four o'clock in the morning. We were going on a hike. I was just thinking about it the other day, how we climbed that mountain together and I was wearing Blundstones. And had I known what that process and journey was going to be like, <laughs> I definitely would have worn different shoes. Like I will never climb a mountain in Blundstones again. But Anyways, lesson learned. So I met oh, you. Bring water. I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll be fine. I didn't bring a bottle of water. <laughs> yep. Simon did not bring a bottle of water. <laughs> so I met you. You came in the door. You had been visiting a friend who was living in Nepal, Max. Yeah. And then we caught a cab and then I think we really started to have a conversation when we were at the on the top of the bus. Going through Helenboo? Yeah. We got on the top of the bus once we had put, like passed all of the police checkpoints um, so that we were allowed to get on the top of the bus and then duck every time there was a massive telephone wire that was streaming across the village. That's right. And there was a group of uh, American tourists with us and there was David Tashi leading us. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. So we started our climb up the mountain and then we stopped at a school. And it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I felt like that was maybe a third of the way up or, yeah, not even not halfway up. And we stopped at the school and it was so fascinating to see what a school was like there. And then that's where the first round of performances happened because not only were we climbing this mountain, but we were climbing it with instruments. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my, my one of my favorite moments of like playing music ever. I think yeah. it was like, it was so special. And just the fact that they were all in school and had no idea we were coming. And then they, we were just like, hey, can we take your kids out of school so we can play songs with them? And the teacher's like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was amazing. I'll never forget that. Uh, I should actually put up some photos uh, for this to, yeah. It was beautiful. And so I heard you sing and you were playing the guitar. And at this point, I'm not sure if you were feeling well or not. I think you said, yeah, I'll do a couple. Because I think we both started to get a little queasy the higher up we started walking. Yeah. Um, I had Blundstones. You didn't have water. We were ill prepared, but we made it. But anyways, you ended up singing and playing guitar. And I was just blown away. It was one of those holy shit moments. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was amazing. So we uh, met in Nepal, but you have traveled all over the world. Not all over the world. But... All over the world. <laughs> okay, mostly. So tell us where you've been, what kind of stuff you've been up to, and then maybe where else you'd like to go. Oh, that's a nice question. Okay, so I've been... Um, so I guess my first kind of real go off and do something was um, after I finished university, I did like a busking tour around Europe. Um, so I traveled around there and played, um, and then, yeah, and then pretty much, yeah, I went to Nepal in February and then after that went to Egypt, um, and then I went to Canada to visit you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went to South Korea and 
Oh, and then I, I can't remember where I've been. You went to through. you went to California. Oh, yes, I did go to California at the beginning of this year. Yeah, I think that's I think those are other places. Oh, that's awesome. I, Lynx and I, we keep saying and we keep maybe like putting it off a little bit, but we kept saying that we're going to go to LA, we're going to go to California. How did you find that experience going by yourself? Well, I stayed with Zosha, um, who, who we also met on the Nepal trip, um, member of the art house. And yeah, she's a free spirit if I ever met one. She totally is. So that was really cool. Um, and so, yeah, she was in Long Beach. Um, I found it really... <laughs> I can't drive. So being in LA was was very difficult. I just got Ubers everywhere. Um, and, and Zosha would drive me to a couple of places. Um, and I felt really really bad about that but we had a good time um san francisco i loved so much more just because i could get around by myself so i felt like i was a little bit more independent um but i what was the question again bit drive um, how did you like it um yeah i loved it it was great i mean well i think when you go to a new place you kind of go in there with like the expectation that anything can happen. And once your mind is open to the fact that anything can happen, like anything happens. Um, and everyone I think in LA was a bit like, um, you know, all, that everyone's in, interested in something creative. So it was great. So I was there and I got a video done for me for free by this great videographer called Chris. I can't remember his surname, otherwise I would say it. Um, but we went to an open mic, Zosha drove me, um, to this like poetry open mic, um, that I got invited to. Um, and I was like, I'm a singer, this is going to be weird, but they loved it. It was great. And it's the first time I got like clicks to my songs. Cause they all like click at the, when you, I don't know, it's like, so it was, for me, it's like, so American because <laughs> I've never experienced anything like that in England before. Um, but you know, it's like this, like the thing that you hear on the, on in movies or whatever, where um, there's like a spoken word event and everyone's like sitting there clicking to the to the words that they resonate with. Um, and I was singing and they, I just got like little clicks halfway through my song, which is, which I found amusing. Um, but I met, I met this guy there who was like, I want to do a video with you. Um, so pretty much like the next day he emailed me like, great, I found this studio, come and meet me tomorrow um, at this time. And then we just shot, we shot like a little acoustic video. It's just like everything just like happened really quickly. I met some great people who were just like, yeah, I like what you do. Let's do it now. Like it's like a really like uh, kind of like high, high speed. I want to do this. Therefore we're doing it kind of thing, which was great. Perfect for the three weeks that I was there. Do you perform or busk in every city that you go to? Do you try to make a point to do that? Yeah, I don't. I've. The thing is, when you live your daydream, you go away and you're like, what do I want to do? And it's pretty much exactly the same thing that I do here, but somewhere else. That's what I really want to do. Um, I did go on a holiday with my family um, a couple of months ago to Morocco. And we just chilled out and didn't. I didn't bring my guitar. But I was, I was debating it. But um, I, I decided to take that as a holiday. But 
I know anywhere I go, if I go for longer than a week, I'm bringing my guitar with me, even if it's just to write songs. Um, I want to, that's all I, that's all, when you love something, when you're like passionate about something, you know, three weeks not doing it is a really long time. Like I just want to sing everywhere, you know, get my hands on everything. You spoke about in California, how they would click for you, uh, in different cities that you've been to, have you noticed other sort of different reactions to your playing? Um, no, I don't think so. I think, I, I think it's pretty much, I think it's kind of a universal thing, isn't it? Just kind of singing and, and music and playing and, and that enjoyment of it. I think the, the one time that was really did really stand out for me was when we were in Nepal and we were singing with the, like, um, for those school kids. Um, and the girls were kind of watching me play guitar and kind of, um, they looked a bit shocked and also excited. And then the teacher came up to me afterwards and said, um, thank you so much for playing because so many of these girls have never seen a, like a female play an instrument before. And the kind of culture is that the men play instruments and women just sing and dance. So that was cool. Yeah, that was really, really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, it's been nice watching you perform in different uh, different places. When I was visiting you, I followed you around and watched you do a little bit of busking. And it's wonderful, the, you know, children and like teenagers and parents that would just stop and just you you can see them having that like oh my god moment you had a pretty fun experience uh, you were busking in the tube the other day and you found yourself on somebody's instagram i thought that was a funny story oh yeah that was this morning <laughs> um i went for a little busk sometimes i like to go um like during the quiet times because I think the rush hour is good if you just like want to play the songs and get the money. But sometimes I just want to like play all my sad songs. Mm. <laughs> and, um, you know, okay. I wasn't really, I was just going for me really. I wasn't really going on a mission to like on a money making mission or whatever. Um, but yeah, this, um, there's this girl, um, who I, so I didn't know that she was famous, <laughs> uh, but I saw that she was, how she had a, um, guitar with her. Um, and she had like one of those, like, tour band roadie sticker things on the guitar so I was like oh maybe she's like a guitarist for like a, a, a well-to-do band um and then I saw that she had taken a video of me and she put it on her Instagram um and then I looked at the at my Instagram later um and I was like oh this is a famous person so that that was cool yeah, and then I you told me her name. I went and found her. I watched her video and I was like, ooh, she's got a lot of followers. So that's, I guess, yeah, you never know who's going to walk by and who's going right. to see you and hear you. And that yeah. was that was fun. That's how often you and I are in conversation. We're pretty much talking every day about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's great, though, right? It's like, it's the same thing that I was kind of saying earlier. Like, busking, I find, is so... Um... It's one of those things where you never know what's going to happen. I feel like when you go onto a stage, you kind of have kind of an expectation of the, of the way things are going to go. You can scope out the crowd beforehand and be like, cool, cool. I've got, I know how to kind of 
work this. Um, but busking, you kind of just thrown in and you're like, cool, whatever happens now is going to happen. I've had people steal money out of my case. I've had people throw 50 pound notes at me. You know, it's all kind of, um, yeah, it's that kind of anything can happen. But if anything can happen, then weird, cool stuff can happen too. So, yeah, absolutely. When uh, we were talking this morning, you said that before we got on here, you were just playing some Leonard Cohen in your room, which is so nice because he's a Canadian treasure. <laughs> I was playing Canadian, oh, yeah, I was playing Canadian, Canadian Leonard in my room. Um, yeah, just I don't know, just playing playing Chelsea Hotel number two. That's amazing. What's <laughs> what's your writing process like? It really depends. Um, so there are so many ways to, to start a song. Um, and I think usually, like, it comes from just playing around on my guitar like I was earlier, just kind of, you know, maybe playing some Leonard Cohen and then just playing some different chords and changing things around a little bit um, and creating my own version of that song. And then that leads into, oh, I like this chord progression for myself and then change it into like maybe a little riff. Um, and then other times, you know, I'm, I'm often like walking home from a bar or from a music venue, having been inspired by something that I've listened to um, just subconsciously really. And then, my my phone is full of little voice notes on my my drunken rambles home um and then yeah it's usually usually lyrics and melody kind of come at the same time for me um and then i'll stick it all together move some things around like a little puzzle um yeah and sometimes i just kind of have to sit myself down and say right you're writing a song now but most of the time, it's just kind of little pieces, I think. Just let it come. What other artists inspire you? We know Leonard. Who else? Um, Joni Mitchell, another Canadian lawyer. Um, Janis Joplin. Um, my, the first record that I ever loved, um, that I ever remember loving, was uh, Ricky Lee Jones. Um, pirates and I remember sticking that on in the record player and just reading all of the lyrics from the very beginning to the end and just being in love with that um other artists that inspire me this is a big question (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to miss anybody out but also I can't even think of anyone at the same time (laughs) No problem. I think uh, if people go and listen to your music, I think that they can find a lot of your inspiration and your influences in there, but then also find something totally unique to you, to your sound and your voice. And, you know, a great way for them to do that is listen to Wild Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can we talk about that beautiful, beautiful record? Oh, thank you. Yes, we can talk about it. What do you want to know? Um, oh boy. I guess so that was released in January. Mhm. 
And so we're kind of coming up on, I guess, almost a year of its release. And so just, I guess, let us know, like, what kinds of uh, songs. Is it four or five? Um, There are four on that that EP, yeah. Yeah, so maybe just uh, those songs that you chose to put on there and maybe what the process of creating it was like and then where you would like to go next. Mm, okay. Um, so yeah, the the songs the the EP is called Manic Pixie Dreams. Oh um, yes, I knew that. Sorry. Um, but the single from it is is Wild Woman, which I released in January, and then the rest of it I released in May. Um, so yeah, it was around this time last year actually um, that I kind of finished with the record label that I was signed to. And I didn't have such a fun time with them. Um, and I kind of had a massive writer's block. I couldn't really write more than two lines um, of anything during that year, really. I was just really upset. Um, they kind of, I felt like they were controlling a lot of what I was doing and um, wasn't very happy. Um, so coming out of that is. I wrote Wild Woman and it all came out as like almost like a kind of a stream. Um, and at that same time, I broke up with my ex-boyfriend um, and I wrote, again, wrote the the title track, Manning Pixie Dream Girl, as it, that was another just like a, a diary entry that got done in about maybe 40 minutes. I was like, cool, that's the end of the song. Um, and yeah, so then I, I went to the studio, recorded... I recorded Wild Woman first. I didn't know that I was going to put out an EP. I just knew that I really wanted to get something out. Um, um, yeah, as like an independent, an independent release. Um, so we did Wild Woman, and I put it out as the single. And then from there, I was like, "This is the most fun I've ever had recording anything." Um, I want to record all the things. <laughs> so we recorded um, the other three songs. Um, and yeah, from that, I kind of, kind of, that kind of got the ball, ball rolling into kind of establishing my band as well because I was recording with um, Leon Itzler, who is my bassist. Um, I basically kind of tricked him into becoming my bassist because he was he's a sound engineer and he was um, producing the record with me and um, he was like, I guess I'll just play bass on this. And I was like, yeah, I guess you will. And then then he just became part of the band. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then we, we put that out and we're, and it's, and it's all over the internet. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. It's do yourselves a favor and go listen to it. I just, I think now that we're three years into this podcast and it's wild how much the network has grown and our listenership has grown, it's nice to be able to talk about musicians that we really love and support and then be able to share that with uh, this kind of audience as well. So I'm I'm really happy that we can be doing this like a, a little bit uh, something a little bit different for us today. So this is exciting. So we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back with more Simeon. Support for today's show comes from HelloFresh. 
With HelloFresh, you get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. When it comes to cooking, you can say that I'm a beginner, but HelloFresh makes me feel like a pro. They make cooking delicious meals at home a reality regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. With step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just 30 minutes. The selection is truly great. There's really something for everyone from family recipes to calorie smart or vegetarian and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit, so you know you'll get something delicious. Yes. HelloFresh is also flexible to fit all lifestyles. You can add extra meals to your weekly order as well as yummy sides like garlic bread and cookie dough. You can also easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need. I've been thinking about trying HelloFresh for a while and I'm seriously glad that I did. I'm not even kidding. It was absolutely delicious. I was really, really impressed. I had the pan-seared steak and it is honestly some of the best steak that I've ever had. Wow. I had to eat it on my own because TJ is not here. So I was sending him photos and I said, I wish you were here. This was so good. And he must I'm, have been so jealous. We are going to eat some of this when he gets back. Like I am in. I also tried the Mushu pork tacos. Yeah. And honestly, pork and cabbage sesame oil is my favorite combination and i'm really looking forward to trying the crispy chicken parmigiana nice well as a vegetarian i find it's not always easy to mix things up but hellofresh really did give me great variety this week i've impressed some friends by cooking their one pot mexican quinoa and black bean recipe and i made myself the most delicious grilled halloumi burger with rosemary potato wedges Mm, it was so good Really looking forward to trying their miso tofu stir-fry recipe tonight. So are you feeling hungry yet, listeners? HelloFresh has an amazing offer for you. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com muses80 and enter muses80. Yeah, that's like receiving eight free meals. Again, For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash muses80 and enter muses80, M-U-S-E-S, 80. And guess what, Canadian listeners? They deliver to us too. All right. So let's talk about touring. If you could open for any musician right now, or any band, do you know who that would like to be? You got to speak it into the universe, maybe. Distance, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, before you headline your own world tours and everything, which (laughs) no doubt needs to happen, didn't one of your friends um, make kind of a funny tweet and like, did at to the queen and somebody else and was like for the love of god listen to Simeon who is a great songwriter in her right you'd really like her stuff as well it's Martha St. Arthur is her name um yeah I I put out a live video and she tweeted everyone she was like everyone listen to this and tweeted the queen and Barack Obama and the Ellen show and the Grammys and Beyonce (laughs) I mean yeah they need to know um 
support? Who would I support? I don't know. I find this one tricky. I don't know why I find it tricky. I think because I've always had like a, a hard time saying out loud what I want. Mm. Um, but for a long time, it was Laura Marling. Love to support Laura Marling. Um, and I think I'd also really love to support um, Father John Misty. Oh. I think that'll be a fun tour. I hope he tours again soon, actually. So you I, can get Yeah, I have a theory. So I have been listening to a lot of Lana Del Rey's new album. Okay. Norman fucking Rockwell. Have you heard it? I haven't heard it yet. Oh, it's beautiful. I think you would really like it. And I'm pretty convinced that a lot of her songs are about Josh Tillman because I know they did work together and she's really good friends with uh, his wife, Emma. And he's been radio silent for a little while now, but I think she's got some like some stuff to say on her newest album. So you should. Yeah, you should check that out. Cool. Yeah, I will. Yeah, and then I checked Reddit, and then people uh, were were theorizing the same thing on Reddit as I was. <laughs> You've got, like, a little gang of conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what Reddit is, basically. <laughs> All right, well, let's start wrapping it up a little bit. Do you have any tips for musicians out there who haven't busked before but have maybe been thinking about it and maybe they're shy or nervous yeah i think maybe don't be shy or nervous and don't think <laughs> about it just go and do it <laughs> every time i still get nervous and i still like if i think about it too much will convince myself not to do it like even this morning i was like well my bed is so comfy and you know i could just not do that but i think yeah, it's it's terrifying sometimes, you know, um, that the idea of of putting yourself out on the street into the into the unknown, and it's not like you have a stage, and it's not like you're like this is where I am supposed to be, and you have paid for me to be here, and I am entertaining you. It's like I am going out to you and trying to make you part with your coins, but. Um, maybe don't even think of it like that I just see when I when I went out this morning um I kind of convinced myself a little bit into going um and I just did it for me I just kind of thought you know it's not it's not about how much money you make it's a byproduct and if you're having fun then everything else is just gonna like fall into place like you know you're gonna you're gonna do well and maybe there's gonna be an old woman who is sticking her fingers in her ears and walks past you because <laughs> I've been asking for a few years and that still happens to me um but there's people are good natured and people like to see you doing things that you like to do. So if you want to do it, do it and enjoy it. And people will respect that and love it. And that's what, that's for me, what busking is. It's like, I'm just standing here trying to fill the world with a little bit more beauty. And if that resonates with you, then that's great. Please give me your money. And that's it. <laughs> you absolutely fill 
the world with more beauty. I actually never realized how tough it was to busk until I went with you, not to scare anybody off, but you are carrying an amp, you've got your guitar, you bring a microphone and a mic stand, and then like your back hurts at the end of the day. It's hard work. So strong though. Mm. <laughs> I've become such a strong person just by carrying things. But yeah, it's tiring, especially if you make loads of money and then you're carrying all that like change weighing you down as well. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about your project Don't Date Boys Read Books? Oh uh, yeah, of course we can. <laughs> did I, is that is that did I say it right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, it's just a little fun thing that I started doing. I so when I was in LA, um, I was I did like a little interview thing for this company. Um, just that was a really random occurrence, but there was this man there um, who was talking to me, and for some reason in my gut, I just knew that I did not want to date him at all, even though he was very beautiful and saying really nice things to me. Um, and then he asked me, he asked me out basically, and I was like, I can't do that. I am very busy until I leave. Really sorry. Bye. Um, and then I went back. To, to Zosh's house and she was like oh you should have gone on a date with him and I was like oh maybe I should have because like he was beautiful and I was like and I'm not doing anything tomorrow but I don't know why I said it but for for some reason I just had an inkling um and then the day that I potentially was gonna go out on that date um I read Just Kids by Patti Smith and it was really just I just enjoyed it a lot and I just felt like I probably wouldn't have enjoyed the date as much as I enjoyed reading that book. Um, and yeah, then I started <laughs> I, I started turning down dates and every time I turned down a, down a date, I would read. Um, and then I just took pictures of myself reading and put it on Instagram. <laughs> but it was cool actually, because it kind of inspired some people that I wasn't expecting it to, but I got a couple of messages saying from like girls saying, um that it's it's nice to see me just being completely happy just reading a book and not having to go out and entertain a man that I necessarily didn't want to amazing yeah I love that a lot so reading books doing yoga those are some <laughs> things that you do when you're not out playing music yeah um well what else can we say before we wrap it up do you want to talk about anything else any upcoming shows um london just doing a couple of london bits and bobs i don't know when this is when you're planning on putting this out i don't haven't really um scheduled anything for the end of the year i'm just kind of retreating actually into the studio so i've got oh, a couple good. gigs on this week but I, I doubt anyone will be coming along to those um, from from here anyway. Um, I am recording new singles. Yeah, it's it's winter. It's coming into winter. I'm going to sit in the studio and make music and be warm. That's, that's the plan. That's a great idea. So in the meantime, where can people go to find you and listen to Manic Pixie Dreams and Ooh, all the other can... things you have up? Yeah, I listen to Manic Pixie Dreams pretty much everywhere, I believe. It's on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music and 
all of the things, um, all the streaming places. Um, got a couple of videos on YouTube. I'm not so great on the YouTube, but I will be there. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Um, and yeah, that's where you can listen to everything. What's your Instagram handle? Oh, Simeon Hammond Dallas. Everything is Simeon Hammond Dallas, apart from Twitter, which is S, S Hammond Dallas, because my name was too long for the handle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. And of course, we'll link those all up. And it was just so nice to talk to you. And it's always nice to hear your voice. And I'm looking forward to uh, sharing a little bit of you to our listeners. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks, Simeon.
Newses and Stuff is produced by Chantel Lemieux and Link Solar. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. Hey everybody, I'm Zach Franking-Smith. And I'm Eric Nash. And we are Feels Like Weezer, a new podcast that goes song by song, track by track, chronologically through Weezer's entire discography. Have you listened to all of Weezer's songs? No? Well, that's not surprising. But we have! From Blue to Black, Pinkerton to Pacific Daydream, and yes, even the Africa cover, we try to parse out Weezer's lyrics, music videos, and instrumentation to find out why this nerdy group from Los Angeles became the rock legends that everyone loves to hate. Not only do we talk about the music, we talk about the band, their successes, their failures, and everything in between. All with a healthy amount of Rivers Cuomo chat and love for Patrick Wilson, the drummer, not the actor. And don't get me started on post-Pinkerton Rivers. Feels Like Weezer, released every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it wheezy! God, that's terrible.